<laughs> welcome, welcome everyone to the Breakout Show. Today is October, Wednesday, October 13th. 13th. Yep. Yeah. Uh, pretty ominous, right? Uh, pretty ominous uh, opening here. And that's um, because, like, before the show, before the show, if you're just looking at, uh, you know, picking up your phone and you're looking at, like, the SBY, all you see is like, oh, it's green. And then you load up a daily chart and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> not looking, <laughs> not so, looking good. so good. Not looking so That's hot. pretty much my right? response, what I was saying. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. It looks, things are green. And then we looked at. So I was over like, here oh, and actually, like, I think we need the heavy metal intro. <laughs> 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 I was like, no, no, it's looking fine. It's looking fine. Yeah. Uh, let's say up, uh, up into Thursday, a little bit of fake out and then a gap open lower. And just hovers there for Friday. That's going to be my guess. Yeah, you're still you know? thinking, um, still on kind of a downtrend. Yeah, yeah, I'm, Overall. I'm still, I'm still on the OPEX slash uh, VIX rollover script. So uh, again, it's a weird. We're in this weird scenario where not weird uh, scenario where the start of the month happens on uh, after Wednesday. So what we end up with is um, uh, an OPEX that happens before. VIX gets to roll over. So we have these two uh, events and volatility markets that will, you know, kind of delay things. I actually treat that that scenario where the next week is this weird limbo week um, where if you actually take it off of your charts, everything makes sense. <laughs> but, but as long as you're as long as you're in that limbo week, everything's like, oh, well, what? Uh, none of this. Like things are up, things are down. Eh, next week is going to be interesting, yeah, I think. That's so what uh, that's this week then, right? The end of this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, end of this week is OPEX, yep. and then uh, which is pretty early, but you know, started on um, a Friday yep. this month, and then um, uh, yeah, the Wednesday next Wednesday is is VIX rollover day, and so yeah, I boldly proclaimed on the uh, on the main wall for everyone to see my error, right? Because anytime you make a call in the market, you're just going to be wrong. <laughs> so my my wrong call in the market coming up. Tune in next Wednesday to see how wrong I am. Uh, <laughs> spy at uh, 4, 4.12 to 4.18 from October 19th to uh, October 22nd. I think it's going to happen. And if it doesn't, <sighs> then I'm just another trader. Sounds like uh, getting ready for a spooky Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wednesday 13th, you know, Halloween in the marketplace. Um, yeah, yeah. What, uh, hey... Shout out to those in the um, in the chat. Let's let's uh, run down here and see what we got. We have Anapom joining. We have Greg joining. Daryl in the chat. Daryl, uh, hey, what's up with yeah. with uh, crypto? Daryl, let us know all, if uh, highs. right. Yeah. yeah, let's know how how, uh, how you made out on that one. Um, yeah, it just looks like it's up up up, right? Yeah, we've talked. I remember. I remember mentioning a couple times we had discussions uh, towards the end of the year, having to ramp up to new all time highs. Mm -hmm. Kind of fifty fifty on both, but I was leaning more towards end of the year making new highs mm -hmm. seems um i think daryl posted a couple times on the community wall he was in kind of a similar thought pattern are you still kind of thinking the same thing daryl um yeah so yeah of course there's a think. delay you know like normal here but sure. um yeah 25 second delay between the chat room and the uh the the podcast here ray1818 also checking in jake checking in uh jake's gonna actually hop on uh, next week Ooh, inflation yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk uh, China. We're gonna talk inflation. China. Talk energy a little bit. I don't even follow energy, Is, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. I briefly looked the 
dollar not doing so good. I uh, I remember actually I hopped on last I think a couple days ago and Jake was talking about oil mm-hmm. um, being kind of at a peak. I think maybe you can uh, remind me if that's correct or so, Jake. But uh, they uh, I mean oil doesn't seem it seems like it's been uh, just ridiculous at least. Um, yeah, I've um. I keep hearing hundred dollar oil. Hundred dollar yeah. for barrel. I think it just sounds. I think it sex. It sounds sexy. <laughs> hundred dollar oil, right? <laughs> Some tycoon will get. Make, yeah, make, <laughs> make oil voice. expensive again. <laughs> that sort of thing. So oil oil is too, too high. high. That's what yeah, uh, Jake says. Uh, meanwhile, almost... Daryl, who's going to buy us lunch today with all that uh, crypto money, um, <laughs> it says hoping for a positive Q4 seasonality. Yeah, cross crosses his fingers. fingers. I'm right there with you, Daryl. Yeah, I'm. Right I'm. Uh, I imagine there's got to be some meme out there for like a whole group of people who are like, "I'm waiting for the having." Yeah. Right. So I'm. I'm like the uh, the cantankerous old man on his lawn. He's like, <laughs> "Get off my lawn!" Also, I'm waiting for the having before I get in. If you know what I mean. Yep. yep. Having the halves. Having the halves. I, I read this morning too. Shibu Inu. <laughs> Remember we yeah. brought that up? Where, Shibina, isn't that like the the it's, coin? It's the meme coin of the, the I, meme, I call meme Doge coin. coin, but I think it's Doge coin or Do, yeah, Doge. Yeah, it's, it's something um, like that. I just like to pronounce it Doge coin. I just like to say that word yeah. more than anything. But yeah, Shibu Inu, the actual dog, is on the top ten um, top uh, currency cryptocurrency oh, list okay. as of maybe today or something. Yeah. Um, which is a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Another kind of meme cryptocurrency. Well, I think the the whole thing there was uh, people were were kind of treating that as the next Doge, Doge sure. or something like that. Yeah. And um, I've heard I've heard stories about uh, that coin being linked to like a Chinese celebrity, and it, it ran up in China before there was that huge. Uh, well, I guy, say huge, but it would crack down on, uh, I on think crypto in China. With the Shibu Inu a while ago, the guys who created it gave a massive amount to the creator of Ethereum and then made publicity that or, or sorry, made some publicity or whatever uh, to made, made super public that he was a massive holder of that cryptocurrency, right. which everybody was like, oh, if he's into it. It must be valuable, and it just, I think, went up thousands of percents. Yeah, but it has, like, um, the most coins, period. Uh, well, Doesn't it have, like, uh, four trillion Do- Doge coins? Does. Yeah, Doge is the highest um Shiba Inu, of, no? Uh, I could check real quick, yeah. but, yeah, I, I thought it was Doge. It might be Shiba Inu, mm. one of them. Yeah. They're both kind of similar. Because, <laughs> like, you can imagine, like, uh, if, if you are making a headline, it sounds great because you, uh, you can say, hey... Creator of Ethereum has Hugely ten billion. Yeah, it was billions. Shiba Shiba Inu coins, and then you go and you check it out. It's like, oh, they're three they're out of four trillion. Hundreds so of trillions. Like, okay, well, uh, I can't even do the math, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly it. So it it has uh, three hundred ninety four. Oh, I'm sorry, trillion. not four trillion. Three hundred ninety four <laughs> trillion available yeah. coins. Um, and the current price is point zero 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 two eight six nine. Yeah, you can see <laughs> right? here. Yeah. Boom. That and was then, that was when they announced yeah. it. And then you hear you hear calls. So so you hear calls in the uh, uh in the space like the meme call. I think for this is like Shiba Inu to a dollar, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
And if, yeah. if Shiba Inu reached a dollar, then it would be worth 394, or we'll just say the, 395. Let's just round it. The market cap on yeah. that would be ridiculous. Script. 400. <laughs> we'll just say 400. 400 trillion. 400 trillion dollars, which is more wealth, I think, than all the nations in the world combined. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're at 300 trillion worldwide wealth or something like that. I, I remember seeing yeah. some study. Um, yeah. God, I actually wish I'm going to pull that up later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, it's kind of weird how markets work. If you, if you imagine like uh, there's a, there's a way to get something up to a dollar and it doesn't necessarily mean that it, you know, the market cap is actually there. Um, you know, like I had this thought experiment once. What if there's a, a $1 stock that's on, on exchange and then you, uh, you have all of it accounted for except for like two shares, <laughs> right? And you, somebody puts it up for a dollar oh one, and another party comes and buys it at a dollar oh two, and marks it up to a dollar three. The other original party buys it back, and they just keep on running it up. So in theory, sure. In theory, that- if no one else participates and they're just like sitting on it, and it's just two this this tiny little thing, uh, uh, actually escalating in price. Yeah, you know that it, that could in theory of, um... run up to like a billion dollars <laughs> in in value just like the, the last ask price for it then, actually i think that yeah. actually happens with high frequency trading right now yeah i don't know if you ever see this is just my do conspiracy theory maybe <laughs> and there's probably some reason by conspiracy it, theory i almost feel like like hitting there needs to be a conspiracy we button need, yeah that, that, that comes up we have the disclaimer button this one's easy disclaimer if you hear us talking about anything <laughs> with trading uh you know what write it down Write it down so you know to do the exact opposite or never do it in your life, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with that. Uh, we're not trade advisors, so um, definitely don't take your trading <laughs> trading cues from us. Yeah, we'll, in any we'll way. have to get a conspiracy theory. <laughs> there needs to be. Yeah, there needs to be every show one <laughs> bad trading idea at least, and uh, you know, and a few conspiracy. Theories. You'll see it, and if you look on um, uh, intraday data. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes uh, right after the close, it usually seems to happen uh, not during the market, it's after or before. And you'll see the price uh, hike up really high and then just immediately uh, come back. Um, Maybe somebody's purchasing it at that point, but what I always kind of imagine are um, two competing high frequency traders uh, glitching or at least trying to move the price or the action. I'm not sure. It all happens very quickly, but you'll see these giant gaps uh, that move up. Uh, and again, it usually happens pretty close to right after the market is closed or right before the market is open. You'll see these giant little marks. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they're blips, but they tend to happen. Interestingly enough, I try to look at them because it, it tends to kind of create a range and it almost it almost make like the line almost always hits back to like the previous day's close or previous day's high, almost mm-hmm. like it was like trying to get back in at a lower price or something. I don't know, but it, it doesn't come off of a ton of volume. Next time I see yeah. it on my phone or when I'm looking at, um, I see it, it a lot on Thinkorswim. Yeah, you and know what, then, I, what I'm talking about, right? Uh, it varies from platform to platform. In oh, other platforms, it? I just see like nothing at all. Yes, yeah, so maybe uh, it's but, blip. But yeah, on an intraday, if you're looking like pre-market on SPY, for instance, yep. then SPY will just have these like, yeah, blip sales where, you know, maybe maybe every single five-minute candle on an intraday has a, a range of like, 
I don't know, um, you know, point point one or something. And then there's yeah. this one that has like a massive yep. five point range, and it's just this this yep. huge like you know selling tail or buying tail or something yeah, like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's um maybe it's the like you say the liquidity providers <laughs> just like balancing a book where they're like okay just uh we need to put these two two orders uh into the uh into the queue that are are like you know one nanosecond uh, away from each other and then just like boom boom they just like fill it to like shift shift their liquidity close off like one position sure. and match to another because because uh yeah all they need to do is make sure that um under the contractual obligation every single price thing during normal volatility um price level is only like a penny away from itself for certain yeah. certain um instruments yeah. so while while maybe you know this giant sell order comes through in the market uh and in in normal times you know if somebody saw that you'd see a bunch of bids like or um you'd sell uh see a bunch of like lower lower liquidity just disappear while yep. <laughs> you know get out of the way as people are like falling through because you have a lot of people that are interested in maybe going long and they see it coming down fast and they're like oh crap we just take all my orders out because i might get an even better price right <laughs> that sort of thing <laughs> um you know the supply and demand uh but but for them i think what they do is yeah they go in and like every single uh, millisecond that's measurable they just make mm -hmm. sure that there's this history where it doesn't just go from you know like five dollars to four dollars it goes from five to four ninety nine, four ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety six, ninety five, you know, on yeah. and on and on and on and on. Uh whenever you look at the tape, there's not actually like any crazy gap. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't on. seem like somebody accidentally put some weird market order in or something like that. Yeah. Filled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. Cause when you look at the daily candle, the range isn't in there hmm. uh at times if it does break up or or below. So it does seem to be some sort of intraday blip. Yeah. Um and it, I usually see it on Thinkorswim because that's what I'm looking at for intraday data. Let's check here. Uh, I just wanted to mention that the breakout show is on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Um, so this is uh, out there in the uh, if you're if you're looking for these links, by the way, uh, just go to the main wall of Wall Street IO. It says search by stock or username or whatever. Type in the word podcast. Boom, podcast. And then uh, as soon as I do that, yeah, the very first non-pinned <laughs> non-pinned uh result shows you the apple podcast thing this has changed there was an old one back here uh and this is the newer one um you know i had to get something squared away actually i guess that's the same the same link for this one for apple so that's cool spotify did that one change uh no actually same one for spotify too huh. just on google now yeah yeah um, no. okay. and yeah and there's there's also like google uh, Google Podcasts. I don't know if anyone actually uses Google Podcast. <laughs> uh, see Jacob saying, uh, "Waiting for the Great Fork." Yeah, for the crypto. Harkos chiming in. If they don't hear a good conspiracy theory by noon, uh, they usually start one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Arcos. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah, if you got any good ones too, let us know. We're always um, interested in hearing some of the fun stuff. Yeah. I have something way off topic. I'm not going to bring up. No. Nope. Damn, but, that um, sounds juicy. <laughs> yeah. I was reading and saw last night. It's it's too it's too too high profile drama. Um, <laughs> Muy caliente has to do with Alex Jones. And, oh uh, gosh! So I'm not even gonna bring that one up. Oh the, man, he is the um, like I think there's the extremes, right? Yeah. And he is like break above the extreme yeah. of just you know 
almost parody, and I think that's where he came from. But I'm not gonna say anything more. However, it is a really funny story. Maybe we'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll mention yeah. it to Nick, and if yeah, if yeah, it's too bad, then we'll bring it up. But he's, he's uh he's character, <laughs> and there's a lot of debate on whether or not he's he's performance art, yep. or yep. reality, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if if you have to ask yourself that, then <laughs> that's that's just a good place to leave it. Yeah, uh. yeah, I'll, I'll bring that one up later if if um. Nick gives it a stamp of approval on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe for Friday. <laughs> exactly. Late late Friday talk. Uh oh no. Hey, look at that. I had a chance to win a ton of uh Yeah, whatever. you know, I Apple. get oh. I get tons of um on Discord, I get mm-hmm. so many you've won an award. Go claim your Bitcoin. Mm. And then um I don't know if, if Daryl knows or anyone else or anything like that, but you don't there's some exchanges, I think they're called KYCs. Hmm. Um, let me see if that's the actual word, real quick. KYC exchange. KYC. Keep your customer or something like that. Uh, KYC. Keep your coin. It's. Oh, my, my keyboard's very delayed. Is it on? Oh wait, yeah, there you go. Weird. Okay. Uh, oops. KYC identity check. What is that? Know your customer. That's what it is. Know your customer. Uh, okay. Anyway, with a lot of these cryptocurrencies and exchanges, they have this protocol, know your customer. It's a verification system. Although there's a lot of scams out there right now where I, I, I assume they're a scam. I haven't been scammed by it. But instead of a KYC uh, where they want to know you and you verify your verification, they tell you to verify by depositing a very small amount of Bitcoin. Hmm. And that's your verification. And so there's scams all over the internet right now where you win something uh, or you get something. And in order to get it, you got to sign up to the exchange. And then in order to verify yourself on the exchange, they want you to deposit anywhere from uh, $20 to a couple hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. At which point then you'll receive your $25,000 or more in like a Bitcoin, half a Bitcoin or something or 0.7 Bitcoin. And I'll I'll tell you, I, I almost did it because i was like the the software everything that they have looks so legit it all yeah. works it all it like somebody had to program for who knows how long the system uh to make everything seem like it's working to get all the data and then mm. i'm not sure where the scam part was but at the same time i'm not gonna just give them bitcoin to, to verify me it's that that part seemed the fishy part yeah um so anyway, I don't know if, if Daryl knows much about that or anyone else, but uh, be, I, I would just say be careful of anything quite like that. Um, yeah, classic uh, classic scam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, think. exactly. You made all this right. money, but you just have to give us a little bit in order to then. That's like the classic um, Nigerian <laughs> prince email scam, right? I got all these millions of dollars I don't know what to do with. I can't give to anybody. I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to think of like, what say, would I do? <laughs> how would I? How would I do this scheme? Um, it's it, it's pretty brilliant in my opinion. Application fees. Application. Application fees. fees. So right now in uh, in Los Angeles, uh, in a lot of places in California, it's hard to even rent anything, right? Um, but I can totally imagine some company out there saying like, well. We're so tied up right now. Just apply. There's an application fee, mm, yeah. and then just start like rolling in all these like hundreds of application fees just to like you know get a little extra, yeah, little extra moolah, you know. 
uh, and then and they don't cost much. Yeah, they're, they're, like it's a it's a it's a fee that is just non refundable. It's just cost of doing business fee because I've had that uh, you know uh, uh, come up in the past, for instance, uh, where where I'm applying for something and they're like, oh, you know, you just have to pay to to apply for whatever it is. I forget what yeah. it, you know forget. Yeah, there's what. a lot of it for universities and things like yeah. that too. Yeah, and no one no one questions it. No yeah. one questions it at all. So. Yeah, that's what I would go for. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. sounds that's uh, the small amount for you. Just got to get a lot of people to do that. Yep. Yeah, it's it's uh it's really interesting. Yeah, universities do that. Harco stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, I I just I got one this morning. I I get maybe one of those types of things on different different exchanges or brokers, maybe every four days. Yeah. On Discord, um, and other places around the internet. Yeah, I don't know how they just private message me. We're like, you've just won. Weird. I've uh, I've seen more and more. So uh, I've talked about this before, where there are internet trolls, and then there uh, are there are <laughs> they right? exist. There are internet trolls out there. Um, <laughs> but oddly enough, I'm uh, whenever I if I ever leave a comment somewhere, I'm I'm you know the internet is like the only place for some reason that I'm I'm a little bit more. Uh, I'm a better person, oh. <laughs> like so on the, the internet. You're the opposite. I'm like the opposite, people. and I think it's because I know, <laughs> I know that there's this existing like, like scheme, like it's my counter culture, like core, where I'm like, oh, everyone on the internet just like trolls each other. One mm -hmm. be the one guy that gets on there is like, great job, really appreciated <laughs> this, your working comments, right, <laughs> stuff like that. So I'm really nice, um, but I've noticed that uh, on these platforms, like uh, like YouTube, for instance, I'm getting these notifications like somebody replied I'm like oh well that's nice and i'll just like click on it and it's always they're always two flavors yeah one the name of the person who's responding is just like the name of whatever the offer is mm. you know <laughs> or is it somebody who took the name of the channel that posted the the like they basically take the the name of the original poster mm. and then they they created an account that's basically like uh, you know, if there was a if there was a YouTube thing that was called uh, financial analysis, mm -hmm. right? Then they would have the same name, financial analysis, but with an underscore at the end. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. Okay. So there's just one character that you wouldn't really pay attention to that's like different, and then they copy and they paste the same the same thumbnail. So whenever you see this reply, you think like, oh, this is the this is the person who actually made the video, and here I am just saying like, hey. Great video. Yeah. Appreciate your analysis. Really thought you did a great job. <laughs> you know, and then I get a reply. He's like, "Oh, look at that. That's nice. The person that made the video saw my comment. Well, I hope that it cheered them up. Yeah. You know, um, but it's always like, this is my WhatsApp. Dial whatever this number is. I don't have WhatsApp, so I'm not really sure how sure. it works. But like, oh, dial this blah blah blah. Awesome crypto opportunity or something like that. But yeah. it's always I see that and it's like, oh, it's always just like a scam. Yeah, they're uh, out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and Harco makes a good point here. I mean, if it if it's too good to be true, it usually is, or yeah. at least it's worth cautionary investigation, right? And some of the stuff I do is is simple I, I i just go like then in, in this case i looked at the website it was like oh it had actually a pretty good name and i just googled the name and it didn't come up hmm. um googled about it and then i put dot com and then sometimes you'll see other websites that are also scam type websites built to then yeah. back up this one um 
But yeah, if Google doesn't necessarily know, and then generally if it's an exchange or a broker, I mean, there's so many on there that if it doesn't come up on any of the top 100 list of other brokers, yeah, uh, chances are it's not realistic. Yeah. But yeah, the, the amount of, for me, it's the amount of effort put into the actual software platform website. Like they had a careers page, they had an about the team page, <laughs> like they just... They had everything. <laughs> um, what an awesome effort, you know, because like we're we're also like looking at, uh, at just you know uh, updating, that's, that's updating and time. refreshing some of that stuff. Yeah, it takes like, time. Maybe just send them a message like, "Hey, I saw your fake about me page and team page. You know, we actually need. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> we actually need to uh, to update ours. We have. To, I mean, your design is beautiful <laughs> like how much would it cost for you to design it for us like yeah like it, that. there's it's a slippery slope when you start <laughs> communicating to them yeah. i i did that actually on some email scams i responded back to somebody they did a paypal phishing scam mm -hmm. and i responded back to them with all the notes that i had about how i found out what that it was not that it was a scam and i tried to like improve their process <laughs> and i realized <laughs> i told my wife then she's like you're you're such a moron. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't help them make it better. You know? And uh, and they got back it's to me. That's what I do. They got back to me and they're like, what do you mean? You know. And, and then I just stopped the conversation yeah. from there. But uh, yeah, I get, the last couple of times I've engaged with them, usually they don't say anything, but um, it's been me <laughs> helping them improve. Here's how I knew it was not real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's definitely something going on. It seems uh, with crypto right now, it's it's very popular. I yeah, mean, it it has been, but there's this scale and chart. Can't remember where I saw it um, about the wide adaption, and then there's a there's basically a waterfall type effect of once it becomes so widely adapted, it just becomes um, a normality. Hmm. And it seems like we've been on that tipping. I think this year was when it finally kind of started reaching that tipping point of people uh, generally accepting the reality of it. And it then is now getting accepted into so many different things. Yeah. Uh, at which point then... Um, you know, it's it's there. It, I think in the scale of all that, then if it reaches that point and starts to tip over, it's in here for a long time. Yeah. Then it, at that point, it's adapted, and I think we're at that point uh, this year, uh, specifically now towards the end of the year. It seems like we're now tipping over into it. Mm. Um, I you know I uh, I just generally get frustrated with how slow things progress. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um. And so the promise of crypto for me is the promise to to get rid of merchant merchant payment systems and and banking systems. Sure. And uh, you know fiat currency. Period. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think uh, I don't see it to. anytime soon. Really. Yeah. New Zealand's yeah. trying to be the first. Yeah. Check that out. I saw some. New Zealand's trying to be the first one to actually have their own country cryptocurrency, um, and and use it for banking purposes. They've seen a decline in cash. It's almost all credit. Um, yeah, so they, they've seen a decline in the use of cash um, for their country. I think it's it was ridiculous. Yeah, I haven't been able to find it in there. But, uh, I'll, but yeah, I'll see if I can find cash, it. Cash, uh, I mean, cash is just not 
Gosh, I, I, I yeah, I, I think that like I could probably limit it to maybe every single year the amount of cash that I actually withdraw or, or handle is probably less than a thousand actual dollars, <laughs> right? I think part of that is like I just haven't been I haven't been traveling mm-hmm. in the last year, um, so of course yeah, on vacation mm-hmm. it kind of makes more sense to do that sort of thing. But everything I do is like it's a card or Apple Pay off of a watch or something like that, right? Um, my main my main thing with this though is uh, is that there there's a central bank digital currency uh, idea that's being floated around in the U.S. Um, and it's it's the problem of the Fed is that they want to they want to make sure that financial institutions don't actually change, right? So it's it's this weird weird uh, uh, contradiction where it's like, oh, I want to make this thing uh, that is is very technologically advanced, but I want to make sure that all the old structures are completely undisturbed, and like, and it doesn't replace yeah. anyone in the chain. Uh, but in the long, you know, the big, big picture, I would argue that no one really likes their bank for any, any particular reason. Uh, merchants, uh, merchants don't particularly like pay- paying like merchant fees, like transaction fees. They don't, they don't like that. Uh, no one, you know, so, so if you could, if you could tell somebody like, Hey, here's a crypto thing. Uh, it exists in some digital form. Uh, you access it through your, through your phone and, Everyone has phones nowadays, mm-hmm. and you know there are, there are actually third world countries that uh, that have moved over to pure phone payment systems. I think they're they're all in Africa essentially, yeah. but but just people that have phones, and it, it uh, got rid of uh, theft, it got rid of all sorts of problems, uh, it, it uh, democratized banking for everybody. Um, yeah, I just uh, if if uh, you know I don't actually see a functionally good like a functional good to having banks in general. The, uh, I'm reading a book called uh, Lords of Finance, which covers the formation of central banks and the you know, international politics. Real thriller, right? Mm. No, it's, it's a historical <laughs> thing. It's totally just this wonky interest of mine. Um, and it goes from World War I to World War II. It follows the US, uh, Germany, France, and, uh, and Britain the entire time and all their banking ideas. And it's a big big fi- uh, figures and those early, early ideas uh, of banking. Um, and there's this one thing that comes up. I remember where uh, post Great Depression, there was a move where it said, uh, hey, uh, the Glass-Steagall things like, if you put your money in a bank, the bank cannot use it mm. for investments. They cannot risk your money, mm. right, without your direct consent. Uh, and so there was a big push to do that after the last financial crisis, 2008, 2009. Um, I think some some ideas passed and some of some of them didn't but overall i don't I, I think it was completely anything anything controlling or limiting that was taken away in the last few years yeah floodgates are wide open again um and there's this attraction there where it's like oh well hey if i put my money into uh digital for uh, currency form uh form then uh no longer credit cards don't need them um you know, uh, there'd still be creditors. Yeah. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. I think, but I think the merchants name, wouldn't need sure. to like, uh, you know, go and be like, oh, you can pay with, with Visa, MasterCard, whatever. You could just be like, I just take, I I accept money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so use this crypto. I think it'll be I accept like, it. <laughs> I don't know who can relate to this, but it'll be like uh, when I had any console, 
My mm-hmm. mom still called it a Nintendo. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they'll still probably call it a credit card. It just might not be a credit yeah. card. Uh, you'll still have those old people who's like, Here, can you take credit card? You know? Yeah. Um, I still am very specific sometimes when people will say that. And I'll be like, well, do you take a debit card? And they're like, yeah, hmm. I just said that, you know? But they're fundamentally different <laughs> things. One has money and one's credited to me and then I pay it back. Um, but anyway, I just I I think that you're probably right. They'll they're not going to and by they right. It's always the the quintessential them. But uh, I don't know if that'll ever go away. Credits mm-hmm. and debits or anything like that, or credit cards. Um, even if there's an introduction of a lot of uh, cryptocurrencies into the yeah. banking systems, I think that they'll always find a way to have interest rates, to have, you know, some way of making money on top of the money that's made. Yeah, and I'm not um, saying, like, credit markets. Credit markets will never go away. Yeah, okay, I mean, you're okay. still, financing will never go away. Yeah, okay. Um, what Just I would the, say is, like, anything where you put your money in a bank and that bank is then allowed to just like net net aggregate the sure. amount of deposits and say well we're you know we only need uh by law 10 percent of the deposits actually physically there so we can take 90 percent of sure. all deposited funds yeah. and just put it in the stock market yeah, okay. <laughs> right <Sure>. yeah <laughs> that sort of thing which is like how you get these much you know these awesome returns uh speaking to effect steer this back a little bit um jp morgan jp morgan yeah. reported uh, apparently they had amazing numbers yeah. no surprise there over the last year and it's not through bank fees it's not it's not like oh all of our money came from people you know paying late fees sure. or overdraft fees or something like that it's all it's all the fact that hey we had all this money in our bank and we invested it <laughs> we we got all like so this is just a report card on our investing yep. arm um they essentially some, they bought some weeklies yeah bought some weeklies <laughs> they put it all in ga- in, in uh, gamestop <laughs> and they yeah, went to the moon they probably did at some point i'm sure <laughs> yeah exactly you know yeah, um, interesting. Was that this week when they did they declare earnings? This, that was this, today. It was yeah. today. Wow, it was actually okay. today, or I at least been following the earnings. This uh, week. According according to my phone, it was it was today. I don't know before if that's market. Uh, before yeah before market or something like that. Um, other other stocks, I guess. Uh, I just want to bring up is uh, is Apple. Apple is uh, obviously down. I heard that they it uh, dropped right at the end of the day yesterday. Yeah, I heard that that the demand. Or the sales, so I guess uh, Apple's coming out and saying that they're they uh, are, I guess, going to order fewer iPhones or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that because they're finally going to make them last longer? Uh, no, technically the the new. So this this thing Oosh. comes up all the time. <laughs> I think uh, you know they design them on a two year TikTok cycle. Yeah. Um, but the average it keeps on going up. The average iPhone uh, user holds their phone for like four years now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Before they before they upgrade. I've had mine seven years now. Yeah. Well, not an Apple device, but just my phone. Yeah. I just bought a new laptop after eight years. Yeah. And uh, so, um, yeah, I'm the same way. I think the the main reason you you upgrade your phone nowadays is because your your battery sure. starts to go, and uh, you know, um, and you just get tired of the same phone. You know, that's those are my two. Two driving motivations are that like I'm tired of looking at this same, <laughs> the same uh, piece of piece of hardware in my pocket. I just want to see something slightly different, and uh, and the battery is not working as well. Yeah, you know, but but uh, 
as far as advancement and technology, none of it matters. We I think we hit peak phone technology the yeah. like years and years and years ago and so now it's like oh it's faster it's like faster for what <laughs> i i send text messages all days and look at cat I, cat gifts like it doesn't need to be that strong i saw my mom came in she yeah. was here in the office and she's like oh i'm gonna go to the apple store i want to make an appointment yeah. to get a new laptop and i i was just sort of in a similar thing i was like oh what do you need it for you know yeah generally it's email internet possibly netflix or movies or streaming or whatever yeah you don't you don't necessarily need uh, mm -hmm. i kind of always separate personal with work because work laptops should possibly be a little bit more beefy um, yeah but for personal laptops you don't need a you honestly don't even need a thousand dollar laptop to do that um you can build your own for a couple hundred bucks if you really wanted to but yeah, what what was uh, I kind of derailed you a little bit from that? What was kind of the um, gathering that you got from that? Was just generally the demand has slowed. It's not that uh, uh, I would like has slowed. It's it's demand. Yeah, yeah. I would like to think. So I don't know this for for sure. Uh, I would like to think that this is Apple kind of sandbagging their next results uh, coming up. Interesting. Okay. Uh, because they, they normally always do forward guidance. They always like. You know, sandbag is oh well. You know, there are a bunch of forces in the market. We don't we don't know if our sure. sales are going to be good, and then you know they, they turn out okay. Um, but part of me wants to believe subjectively that I was so unimpressed by their last round of iPhones, the, the last round of like technology, the thirteen. Yeah. Um, which again is like oh, it's a faster processor and better cameras, right? And it's like okay, but it's got. It's One not really, camera. yeah. Uh, well, no, because it had three cameras last oh, year. Oh, it did. Too. Oh, yeah, okay. The, uh, it's the it's the Max Pro that has three, still. Um, yeah, the only thing that they, they they really tried to push this year that I could tell they were trying to push was that they they created a software, a software, uh, bokeh mode, uh, cinematic mode, right? And they're they're trying to encourage people to. Oh, uh, to create I, movies. I saw on their that phone. commercial where it was like yeah. Hollywood uses an iPhone to make the Hollywood movies. Did you see yeah, that? yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Where it's they put ridiculous. it on a stick and the, the lady was acting, and it was like Hollywood's using the iPhones yeah. to film their movies. <laughs> it's like, a, and they're it's a not. Stretch. It was a stretch. It's not. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. Uh, but what they're what they're trying to to showcase is that usually. You need a certain type of lens, uh, you know, with like a, a yeah. longer focal distance and some distance, or you need a very, very wide lens, but with a very, very fast aperture. There's some science there to, to get what's bokeh, and bokeh is, uh, is just essentially that your subject is tack sharp, mm. but everything around your subject is very blurry. In fact, uh, for those of you watching the stream, you know, that's that's actually what we try to do here. So notice that I am very very sharp you can see that it did not shave right very very sharp but if you just look right behind me the the lights and the the curtain and everything are are extremely blurry and then um uh aaron's microphone is actually in front of me and it's extremely blurry too there's this is like this very defined area of what's what's in focus and it helps uh you know direct your attention to the thing aaron same way there you go very sharp you can see the uh, Wall Street IO logo on his uh, on his on his uh, hoodie, and uh, and and hat. Right, very very clear. <laughs> so that's what they that's what they they threw in is like oh this is the really big feature and it can also record this insanely huge file size called ProRes, 
Um, so, you know, another little video detail. If you're editing video, uh, these gigantic video files are just very easy to edit um, on your computer because, uh, you know, there's a lot less computation that has to happen in order, in order to, for your computer to, to show you what's actually happening whenever you add filters and special effects and all that stuff, right? Um, when you're editing, basically. Um, so this phone will do it. But then I know from working with our files <laughs> that one hour can be like anywhere from 120 to 200 uh, gigabytes mm -hmm. of size. And instead of having a USB-C cable on this, they have a, uh, a lightning cable, which is USB 2 <laughs> and a uh, lightning con connector. And, uh, and I think that it would take you more than a day at least to transfer that gig. So you'd, you'd hook it up to your computer and you'd come back yeah. a day or so <laughs> to see if the file finishes loading that's, to your computer because you're not going to edit on your phone. That's what we used to call back in the day. Uh, you would wait for compile times for yeah. code. Your manager would walk in. He's like, what are you guys doing? Because you'd just be slacking off yeah. having a fun conversation like this. <laughs> And we're like, oh, code's compiling. <laughs> Can't do anything. Compiling. Code's compiling. It was like, oh, okay, carry on. Yeah. yeah. So in this case, that might be a, a perk for the worker. It's just, like, oh, we're transferring uh, iPhone files. And they're like, oh, carry on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So for, for for this one, and also, like, I, I happen to have my phone is, uh, gosh, what is my phone? It's, you know, they, they did change the design last year with mm. flat edges. Mm. Um I can't remember. Well, I can't remember because these phones are so all the same. It doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> but uh, I think it's the 11. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's the 11. Yeah, I want to say it's the 11. Yeah, it's uh, got two cameras. So technically the one that just came out now is, I think, it's two, two years, two generations ahead. Yeah. And uh, my battery still works. Still, There's still a notch there. The, 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 there's very little actual reason to upgrade yeah it, from my phone to that phone and then next year i'm going to upgrade no matter what because i'm just already tired of just looking at this yeah phone. And i think i think for the most part it's it's not just the iphone yeah. that isn't necessarily innovating i mean you brought it up earlier too i when i i got a new uh laptop yeah and for the most part you had mentioned as well that just kind of at this point in innovation for a lot of computer devices that there's there's not like something has to the gap in which the next innovation comes is is going to be massive right. in terms of a change that needs to be made to make some difference um, that's viable to innovate upon or to call an innovation of. Um, so it, it's not it might not just be, you know, it's not necessarily an iPhone thing in a general sense that they're not innovating. It seems the biggest innovation right now that seems coming out of Samsung it was like the the flip phone again right yeah. like the flip screen and that's their newest product that they're trying to push mm. there's no real innovation on that and in a lot of ways actually it was a step backwards um other than an aesthetic and maybe nostalgic feel of having the phone yeah and then that sound you know of it closing um but yeah it seems like most of the things that are happening in, in a general sense um all over the board is more aesthetic, more um, small changes, maybe some bigger memory or, or something like that. It isn't a big deal. Um, and not, nothing that's 
that's crazy. Nothing that's like mind blowing. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, in CPU world, it's going to be easy to like map out things. So, so Apple does have a new uh, or or see a roadmap. Sure. Apple does. Uh, Apple. Apple does have a new laptop coming out. It'll be the next iteration of their M1 chip. Yep. Their M1 M1 chip, as far as innovation goes, is probably the first significant sort of innovation jump. in CPUs. Yep for the last 20 years, I want to say, because <laughs> um, you have to go back quite a ways. Yeah. Uh, and even that's getting getting like quickly, um, uh, I don't know what this thing, arbitraged or something by new technology. So uh, a lot of that, um, you know, ARM is very efficient. Apple's able to compete with basically um, mid-level, because they, they like to put in their marketing like faster than 90% of all laptops out there. And it's because most laptops are, are running on these like very, Windows very, very cheap, <laughs> very, very cheap CPUs or low end CPUs. That's, that's what the most, what, what most people buy. And then you get up into like the high end yeah. and the high end is a very tiny slice of the market. Yeah. Um, so they outperform like the easily beatable, like mid, mid to, to low tier that hasn't moved anywhere in performance for the last uh, five years. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they do it uh, while sipping like twenty watts twenty watts of power, which is is genuinely impressive. Yeah. Um, but architecturally, that's what their big thing is. So they're they're mixing big, big CPU, little CPU, and they're they're also embracing an, uh, a a more um, a more integrated system on chip design, where they're mm, saying like, yep. hey, I want to have a network controller in here, and I in the form of an accelerator is what they call it. Um, I want to have the uh, MP4 hardware decoder encoder as an accelerator. Boom, right there. So, so they're pulling all this stuff and they're putting on one chip. Uh, meanwhile, Intel, uh, for instance, uh, this year or next year, they're going to have uh, the that heterogeneous, you know, big big CPU, little CPU. It's not probably not going to be as good as Apple's because they're they've been doing it now for the last few yeah. years. But just give it two more iterations and it'll be right back on there. Uh, AMD is going to be doing the same thing. Uh, the next generational bump is going to be probably 2024, 25, mm. where there are what they call stacked CPUs, where you you know the way that you design a CPU, it's the same thing as saying like, well, instead of having, um, if you imagine this stuff is like a, a, a network of houses, instead of having this large neighborhood, we're just going to build a high rise, and it's far <laughs> more efficient in terms sure. of. In terms of like how far yeah, it gets, you know. Uh, yeah, it's funny in some sense where it isn't necessarily the in insides, or it's just allowing the electricity to be closer together in some way to travel. Yeah, um, yeah very and reduction of travel. Which very is real way. Speedy. Yeah, very exactly. real way. Yeah. Uh, the um, the processor <laughs> design people, and you know, you know about this uh, too. Um, when they talk about now efficiency, they think in terms of picajoules, yeah, which is not Pikachu, not Pikachu, <laughs> for not very, with very small number of the audience out there. <laughs> <laughs> but but picajoules, uh, and 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 that's in terms of like how much energy it takes to move yeah. one bit of information from this part of a computer to this part of a computer, and. Um, and yeah, if you have everything done in one dimension spread way out, sure. then you can average out like, oh, well, the furthest distance to the mid distance and all this stuff, it, it requires this much energy just to get work done. Whereas if suddenly you can just stack on top, all those distances instantly like crush, <laughs> you know, they, they compact down to where it's like, wow, 
you know, I can I can reach, I can move and do all of my operations now in one tenth the time that it usually took from this last generation, where it was all spread out across the you know the everything. Yeah, it's the it's say the difference in efficiency between. Um, uh, gosh, it doesn't actually work in real estate. I was going to say Los Angeles, huge sprawl versus like uh, a lot of Asian countries. Like everything is vertically built and it's it's actually um, for cities it holds true. Singapore too. Uh, for cities it holds true. The the You could have the greenest neighborhood, suburban neighborhood in America uh, with all the technology you want. And in terms of, of net net green, you know, green energy, metrics that you want to measure uh they are going to be crushed by a simple building that has already been in new york city for like 50 years because it's so much more efficient (laughs) to just build vertically in three dimensions than it is to distribute out and decentralize whenever it comes to resources yeah that makes sense yeah and and uh aesthetically is in my opinion better yeah, I just like big, yeah. I, I like I like I like a certain amount of density for for you know neighborhoods and stuff. It'd be then, funny to be in. I always have to think about like the meeting where yeah. somebody was approaching. They had a big meeting, smartest people in the world in the room for this particular yeah. design, and some guys like, why don't we just stack them on top of each other? <laughs> like, it's brilliant, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's essentially it. Sounds like what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the actual doing is really tricky, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'm right? Sure, I'm sure. Uh, because you well, have to imagine, like, oh, there, how many traces are actually on a chip, sure. and like, how do you actually make the bridges to I, interconnect? I always like, say, I always say, like, my job is I take a sentence that mm-hmm. someone's like, I want you to build X, right? And my job is literally to extrapolate X into thousands of different pieces, right? And so, yeah, as as much as it's fun to joke that. It, some of these things are a sentence, yeah. right? But you got to take that sentence and actually engineer it to be possible. Yeah. And that's actually for, I think, for me and possibly for you as well, the, the fun part of it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a nice, uh, it's better to have some um, first principle. First principle comes to mind where where it's just, it's, it's just this very, uh, very loosely kind of set, Goalpost, where yeah, it's like, sure. this is the outcome. Yep, this is the outcome, and maybe there's a few limitations, like, yeah. oh, you don't have hundreds of billions of dollars to get there, you don't have uh, forever, you know, to get there, you don't have endless resources and endless time. Sure. But here it is, and just make sure maybe you don't do this or that on the way. And I was like, okay, great, yep. <laughs> let's get into Figure this, it out. figure this out. That's the fun part, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I love that sort of that's thing. That's the fun part. And then the once you figure it out, that's when it becomes uh it's you start to feel a pressure. Yeah. And then as soon as you get the closer you get to the goalpost, the actual harder it's almost like a a logarithmic like upside down scale of like the closer you get, the longer it ends up seeming like you have to yeah. move in order to get a little bit further. Like the last twenty percent rule. Mm-hmm. Um it's all fun stuff though. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, um, let's see here. What is the market what doing, are we doing right now? Taking a look at uh, SPY. SPY, for a, sec- a second ago, SPY was uh, was in the green. It's technically in the green. It's a red day still um, in terms of open to current price, uh, but yeah. it's 
Yeah, it's just kind of hanging out. I don't know if it made a higher high from yesterday. Uh, in terms of what the week looks like so far, uh, week is off of its highs. <laughs> you know, it's uh, easily off of its highs. Uh, we still haven't made a higher high on the weekly um, for SPY. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you can go back. So last October, last year was the same thing. Uh, off by one day, it started on a Thursday instead of a Friday. But you still had this scenario where OPEX happened. Uh, the week before uh, VIX rollover happened, um, and uh, and and just just looking at last year's um, uh, activity in Spy, same thing actually. We, there was this uh, there was this point where Spy was just kind of waiting for for OPEX to happen, and then after OPEX, uh, the market uh, as soon as OPEX uh, passed, then it was almost like you had this liquidity that could finally get get pulled from the bottom. <laughs> And, uh, and that imbalance created a, just this natural vacuum to get filled in. Um, yeah, week four, uh, seasonally on October, this is only for the last three years. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, week four, yeah, it's still, it's still not a great performer, but over the last three years, um, I would almost argue that it's like, well, it's that, that might just be because the, the last three years, you know, that, that VIX, um, scenario or last couple of years anyway kind of set up a, a, a week, week four, mm. a bearish week four. So yeah, we're on week three, next week, week four. And that's where I'm gonna be waiting uh, to scoop up <laughs> to, to BTFD, as they say. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, yeah, uh, for those who have been um, following me, big disclaimer uh, up here, but I have been um, slowly amassing um, uh, some some spy leaps for January expiring January twenty twenty three. Oh wow! Um, to hold through through next year and just um, the whole point on that is to is to uh, uh, money flow those right. Yeah. So got them on the lows uh, from last week and then I'm waiting. Have to wait another couple of weeks. I actually uh, did the baller move where uh, spy did the bounce yeah. and uh, and managed to sell very close to the top of the bounce. Um, I didn't need to, I mean, it, for this, for this technique to work, I don't need to, need to hit it perfectly, but sure. it, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt yeah. to, to happen to get it perfectly. So on that, that big bounce up, um, using uh, regular, uh, candlesticks, oh, so yeah, sorry. that, um, this gap up day, uh, yeah, happened to a right at, right at, uh, 441. I sold the 450s expiring at the end of, uh, uh, of October <laughs> against the, uh, that, that leap position. And, um, and I'm still waiting, I'm still waiting to scoop up more leaps. Um, cause overall I don't really see next year being extremely volatile, maybe, maybe sideways for a little bit. I don't know. It depends on how this, the end of this year, um, this year plays out. Um, but I've, I've put up stuff on the wall on, on the scenarios that I think, I think might play out. Oop. Here we go. Uh, and I wasn't even on the screen. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Replay that. Yeah, here was the bounce uh, on October 7th and then managed to sell uh, 450s against that uh, longer longer dated spy call position, these shorter dated ones. And uh, and actually, I've been a bad, <laughs> I've been bad at trading these because I need to roll forward um, mm. some of these or, you know, because they, they've pretty roll much. higher or? No, just roll forward. I, I've pretty much collected like eighty percent of the value, sure, and yeah. it's just not. There's no point in actually holding, you know, yeah, for that, that last twenty percent sure. when I could just 
roll forward and and uh, probably collect like three times as much yeah that makes a lot <laughs> you know? of sense yeah <clears throat> yeah forward and down so yeah make it a little bit more risky yeah yeah cool what do you think time to call it yeah let's hop back on on friday yeah, we'll hop back a, on on Friday. We'll have a juicy conspiracy for you, Harkos. Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll come up with some stuff uh, between now and Friday. And, uh, of course, Jake. Jake wants to hop on uh, next Wednesday. Cool. So Look need forward to, to that. Uh, need to get things set up for that. Are we going to do uh, me and you and Jake? Uh, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're free. I know that, uh, sure. yeah, there's, there's some work on your desk. But, yeah, we can definitely uh, do, uh, do a uh, uh, three- Three hosted, we will triple do, host. We'll do a uh, a test run before we get to that. Yeah, like last yeah. time there was a few little issues. Yeah, I'm I'm so so that's another thing here is I, I'm trying to think like well yeah sure we can and then in the back of my head I'm like, <laughs> like uh, I it, need to test and make yeah. sure we can actually do this. It's actually at a minimum yeah. it'll be you and Jake. Yeah, yeah, at least right. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Micah. Thanks, uh, Anupam, and we will see you guys uh, for the next one. Oops.